0: The REC market meeting in Amsterdam at the end of November will focus on boosting demand for renewable energy. Renewables consumers, producers and traders from around the world will join government and NGO representatives in discussing how to accelerate the energy transition. Visit www.recmarket.eu. Hello listeners, and welcome to the Monte Weekly Podcast. Bring you energy matters in an informal setting. In this week's pod, we have a type of guest that is a first for us. We will speak to a market regulator. Does the energy crisis mean that the continent's market design is not fit for purpose? Can we expect more suppliers or industrial firms to go under amid soaring wholesale prices for power and gas? Does the large price volatility encourage more speculative traders and perhaps open the door for market abuse? To help me, Richard Sverson, answer these questions and much, much more, is Dominique Jam of French regulator CRE or CRE, I think maybe you call it in France. A warm welcome to you, Dominique. Thank
1: you very much, Richard. Very happy to be here. We, we, we call ourselves CRE. CRE. Okay, so
0: not CRE, but CRE. Glad to have that uh, clarified right at the start. Now, um, Dominic, there's been a lot of media coverage of the energy crisis, the impact on suppliers, on households and industrials. But how do you as a regulator view these soaring prices?
1: Well, first of all, I would say this is basically a gas crisis. Mm-hmm. That's the origin of the crisis is, is gas. We, we, we have seen a lot of commentaries on the reason for that. Obviously, the very, very strong economic recovery in Europe, in Asia and the rest of the world which obviously uh, induced some uh, some tensions on all the, the, the logistics. We are also have, uh, specifically in Europe, a very long winter. Last winter, just it lasts until mid-May, so the, the, the underground store ranges have been very uh, low to replenish and, and to fill. And then, so we have, we have seen this crisis grow and grow, and and uh, I would say lately we, we have had uh, some uh, kind of at least interrogation on the behavior of Gazprom because it's obviously very, very large, Player and supplier of Europe for, for, for gas and, and right, did not seem to, to respond uh, to price signals. That's that was the issue. And so we have seen uh, lately a strong decrease in gas price, linked to the fact that that Gazprom has announced that they will uh, rise their uh, gas uh, supply to Europe starting uh, November. Or so. I understand that uh, maybe that the perspectives like Gazprom will act again as a as a commercial player, which uh, well, when the price rises, they try to sell more. So basically, we have a, a, a gas uh, crisis and. Given the importance of gas in the production of electricity, especially in winter, obviously this, we will have this uh, kind of uh, extension of the crisis to electricity market. Uh, if I take France, uh, well, you will also hear that France is on only nuclear plus hydro. Not at all. We have 13 power plant, gas power plants, combined cycle. And so they are mostly used during winter. And so obviously we have to, <laughs> to, to pay them. And also know that France is uh, an electricity exporter the year, but not in winter, not when it is cold. We import a lot of electricity on those days. Obviously, we import electricity mostly produced with gas and, and coal elsewhere in Europe. So uh, that's what's for France. But basically, electricity production, especially in winter, is uh, depending on, on gas. So the link between the two is uh, obvious. One last point, maybe important for the for the following, maybe, uh, if you if you want. This, those crises are, are kind of different because uh, different, gas, France is importing... Uh, is producing 1% of our gas in France. So we, we are importing all our gas. I think in Europe, it's not the same figure, but Europe is a heavy uh, importer of gas. So these price increases, extraordinary price increases are a kind of uh, external shock and a uh, kind of a natural calamity, the same. And so basically Europe and France have to pay more for the gas. And so this is collectively a kind of an impoverishment of France and, and Europe. It's not the case for electricity. Electricity is produced in Europe, especially in France, produced in France, and France is a net exporter, as I said. So as a, uh, for instance, for my country, as a, as a national collectivity, we don't become poor with the crisis. We only see massive transfer between consumers who will pay more, more, more and more, and uh, the losers of the, of, of this crisis, and the winners are the producers especially the uh, production of non-carbon electricity and also the state budget, because state budget, they, they sell uh, CO2 quotas, which are more expensive than they were before. And, and also they have these contracts, the contract for difference with all the renewable production. And obviously uh, it costs them, it costs the state budget, less and less, uh, a, a, a lot less money when market prices are high. So uh, it's not the same. Electricity, there, we, we're not becoming poorer, I would say. <laughs> we just have to organise, and it's up to member states, not regulators, to organise if they want to compensate this transfer, if, if they want. And we have seen that the the, the toolbox that has been uh, presented by the European Commission is just around that. And the mm-hmm. tax policy, social policies may be used to uh, compensate for those uh, transfers.
0: I think you've put that very nicely, Dominic, the reasons why prices are so high. But as you as a regulator, are you concerned about this and especially? if a lot of the reasoning for this is because of the actions of one gas supplier to Europe?
1: I did not say that uh, the reason for this is the result of the action of one gas supplier. We have many, many reasons Mm. But I would say maybe perhaps the continuation and in the gravitation of the craze these last weeks, well, uh, can be linked and, and we see that when, when we read the press, uh, the specialized press can be linked maybe to the behavior of Gazprom. Well, as an energy regulator, we are in charge of the surveillance of the wholesale markets of gas and electricity. And so obviously we, we, we do our best to do that. Acer is, is in charge of coordinating the action of all the 27 uh, national regulators. So, As for France, what we have announced, but this is an announcement, uh, and we cannot uh, go further into details, in that we are, at the moment, focusing all our means, human means, technical means, on the present period. Because uh, as you Mm -hmm. know, uh, market surveillance is is a very complex issue, uh, and when you have detected some uh, unusual behavior, I would say, then you have to uh, to go into an inquiry, which is a very formal phase, Mm -hmm. and then you go into... If this is justified, we go into uh, uh, the procedure, or the process of sanctioning the actors. So, but this this is taken. Uh, this will take months or years. So we cannot obviously uh, go. I cannot more, go into more details. What we do is that we are focusing our means on looking at what is happening now, gas and electricity markets.
0: I, I think uh, you've come out. crew has come out and said very clearly that. Uh it's boosting its surveillance activities in the wholesale markets. I know you can't give any details or talk about that. Are you afraid there may be more suspicious activity
1: in this period of high prices and price volatility? Our mission, as we see it, is to guarantee all the public... Uh, market players, et cetera, et cetera, all the public, that the price formation in the wholesale markets is fair, is good. Uh, and that the price resulting for that, for this process, just that just reflect the good balance between uh, offer and demand. That's our mission. And, uh, well, we, we are doing, I would say, uh, three, <laughs> three, 365 days a year. And our process is kind of, uh, we have the people working on specific cases and so uh, working on inquiries and, and going in, then in, into the sanction process. But, and we also have people working on detecting unusual behaviors, et cetera, et cetera. So what, what we said is that we, we just kind of uh, focused a lot of these people and, and, and means on the present period. Because uh, when prices are moving, let's say, 10 euros per megawatt hour one day uh, on, on another, you have plenty of room, obviously, for, for, for a market abuse, any kind of market abuse. And so uh, I absolutely don't say that uh, we have detected anything and we haven't detected anything yet. But obviously, uh, I, I think it's our mission to, because the price of electricity are, is, is now a societal matter. We can even put at risk the, the economic recovery and, and the growth rates of uh, some mm. of European countries. So it's a matter of an extremely important. So our mission is just to do our best to look at that, I uh, would say, almost in real time, and then we, we'll see what we can see and, we, and if we detect some uh, unusual or abnormal behavior. That's how we see the things. And I think uh, we are in phase with Acer on, on that one.
0: Acer has off, often said that it's it's challenging to keep the staffing at the level's requirement to Properly survey the, the the
1: wholesale markets. Is is that a worry for Croix? It's had been a worry in the past. I don't know if it is a secret or not, but uh, let's say about two and a half uh, years ago, we we have a kind of a, a certain void in our staff. We are not overstaffed. That's the best I can say. I could say, mm. but uh, at the moment our staff is good, and we we have no no vacancies, and we are trying to professionalize and uh, reinforce. Our technical means, our people, and no, at the moment it's not an issue. It has been, to be honest, uh, two or three years ago, where we had obviously a few key people living in a smaller period of time, and so we, we were a bit less uh, staffed. But it's not the case anymore.
0: Excellent. I'd like to move a little way back into the to the sort of energy crisis, as it were. Now, now in several of France's neighbours, a lot of suppliers, both gas and power, have gone under due to several reasons, mainly because of a lack of hedging forward sales. What's the situation in France? Is Creux expecting more suppliers to, to be in trouble in the, in the coming months?
1: Well, it, it would be surprising that the suppliers community is just totally immune to, to, <laughs> to that crisis in France and not in as uh, one Europe. So, Obviously, even for suppliers that have been very cautious, very efficient in their in their policy, that's just the risk. The risks are increasing because, for instance, the, the balancing risk—it's a—it's a matter of volume of unbalance, but also obviously of the price of the energy. And if the price of energy is, tri- is, is tripling, then the, the the financial risk is tripling. Then the guarantees that you must that you must give uh, to a certain number of uh, counterparties. They also are increasing. So all that is not a very good uh, climate for, uh, for for suppliers. So mm-hmm. even if you are very well prepared and covered before the crisis, so that's for sure. Then you may have, I don't know if it was the case in the UK, but maybe it looks so, uh, suppliers that are not covered. And uh, if I understand that, it means that they, they have sold to, uh, and customers contracts with fixed fixed price but in their supply they have not the same level of coverage and so that uh, for us is is kind of an issue to be honest we 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 have seen this issue we really uh, understood the difficulty uh, with the crisis maybe we aren't but I think the UK uh, was in the same situation we aren't prepared enough for that. But uh, if I look at that, if you are a supplier who doesn't have a very good coverage for that, then when the real-time price is are good for you. Then you take the difference because you have sold you have sold uh, at a fixed price to your end user. But then, if this is the contrary, that's like in this crisis, then you go under, and you go under, and uh, and your customers uh, are left on the market without a contract, and obviously at the at the worst moment of the crisis. So this kind of asymmetry for me is an issue. Well, I'm speaking very freely for that, but uh, I've I spoken on, on that matter in, in the French press. So uh, we will see as a regulator what we will uh, do. What we will recommend if this is a, of the result of the of the government of of the law or the law and uh, well, i would say let's go through this crisis and then uh, after the crisis we will have time and it will be the moment to try to draw lessons and and uh, perhaps to make some uh, changes in 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 the rules regarding suppliers i don't know
0: so what are the options for you as as the regulator what can you do now to to either, you know, help the situation now and and further down the line?
1: Well, I would say, uh, I separate two things. During the crisis, try to do the right things, take some emergency measures, and after the crisis, just take stock Think a little, and then try to improve things on the long run. I would say so. During the crisis, it's a, it's a pity, but we have not, at the moment, in France, suppliers of not of last resort. Fournisseurs de secours. I don't know how we could translate that in English.
0: My French is not that good. I'm, apologies, Dominique, but uh, yeah, is it similar to the, the the supplier of last resort, or is it is it a different concept?
1: Yes. Let, let's say that's it. That suppliers that will take take over the the, the take on the the, the consumers, if a, another supplier go, goes under. Hmm. So we have not that in price. Uh, it's a question of months. It should it, it, it will be maybe uh, in place uh, first quarter 2022, but now it's not there. So we have uh, recommended to our government to just make a decision, take a decision to just design one supplier for our resort for gas, another for electricity, just temporarily without any competitive process because we have not enough time. But uh, I, I think uh, we have, we hope that the government will follow our advice on that. I think if we have that, then we are we are properly that's fitted to face any kind of event that could uh, develop. Do
0: you think you could lead to more consolidation amongst small suppliers in France?
1: Our view as a French regulator is that this consolidation was probably due to arrive at one moment or another because we have at the moment, uh, I would say, 55 suppliers active in the electricity market, with the electricity market. It's, it's a lot. Maybe it's a stable situation, but maybe not. And we, we 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 thought that it would arrive, but obviously this crisis could accelerate things. What we don't want to see is that I would say the bad behavior or or some suppliers, who just I just explained before, would have an impact on on the image. Uh, the image of all uh, all suppliers. And it would be bad because we wouldn't like to see a situation where we, we end up with only, let's say, uh, five or six very uh, big suppliers, uh, either French ones, because we have EDF, uh, Engie, and Total, but also subsidiary of European big uh, energy companies. I think it would be a pity because I, I think we, we think that uh, small suppliers are, and most of them, are behaving well during this crisis. They are giving a lot uh, in terms of innovation, of quality of service, of diversity of uh, the offers for the for the and the choices for consumers. So, when uh, we well, hope that okay for some some consolidation obviously was probably already in the cards. But we would not be happy if if it was too heavy. And, and so we are trying to to separate bad behaviors and uh, and so maybe bad suppliers. I don't know and uh, and uh, the the collectivity of suppliers who who for most of them are behaving well even if times are difficult
0: it sounds like you have a lot of work on your hands dominique i think you have a lot of things to survey at the moment and keep an eye on amongst the energy crisis or the high power prices there's been a lot of calls from some governments about the, the status of the market design in Europe and calling for some kind of reforms. What's your view here as a regulator? Do you think the, the market design is, is as it is at the moment is fit for purpose?
1: I, I would separate uh, again gas and electricity. For gas I am not uh, an opinion on, on, on some of the proposals for instance shared contracts at European level etc. Et Honestly I don't know. What I see is that in France we have a system for gas storage which we think is, is is good, which we thought was good before the crisis, and and we see the crisis, and we are uh, happy with that. Which is, uh, you can you can book uh, storage capacity at market market value, but then when you have booked them. You have to fill them before winter. Uh, otherwise, we, are, we face very large, heavy penalties. And so uh, it was kind of a surprise, I would say, to see that uh, in countries that a uh, not a surprise, but uh, to see that, uh, well, in, in this for the winter, coming winter, we, we see in, in Germany and uh, also so Netherlands, Austria, etc., that uh, some uh, storage uh, are not filled. And, and so this is uh, an, an integral part of the crisis. And so maybe, I don't know if it's so easy to do, but maybe try to, to say to market players, okay, you book, uh, storage capacity. This is free, obviously, uh, access to access to those infrastructure. But then when, when you book them, you have to feed them before winter. That's the purpose of, of in the industrial storage. So uh, for me, it would be uh, probably an improvement of the regulation. Then you have the electricity. What uh, I would say uh, I have personally and everybody in the community have a lot of explaining to do, uh, very difficult explaining to do. Is why in France, as we have ninety percent decarbonized mixed, electric mix, our electricity price is so closely linked to to the gas price. So it's very, very difficult to explain. But and so we have uh, we have had our economy minister, Mr. Le Maire, that who, who had just expressed that that politically speaking, it, it's absolutely unbelievable and and uh, and uh, it, it even said uh, obsolete and absurd. So I can understand that. But when you look uh, a bit more deeper, well, it's not that simple. And uh, we, we have conveyed the message and uh, my president, Jean-François Carinco, just uh, had an interview in, in Le Monde saying that uh, this market model for electricity in Europe is, is a very good one. First of all, it has been approved by every member state for many years, even the last package in 2019 uh, was reinforcing this market model. But uh, other than that, it's, it's very efficient, it's very efficient allocation of means. It allows to optimize globally at the European level, the production, and it's saving billions euro per year at the European level. All the reserves are also shared efficiently. The interconnection is used efficiently. So we, we, we think that we just cannot should not try to to go too much into uh, moving f- to another model, which, by the way, doesn't exist. <laughs> we do not have another model uh, on the shelf. That being said, we uh, clearly have some improvement to make. some improvement to make, and the question of long-term visibility is, is a difficult one. but because even if you are pro market, etc., cetera, etc., cetera, et cetera, there is an issue there. Because, if, for instance, we Europe and France want to reindustrialize first, and then also. The same time to electrify a lot of industrial process because we we go to the net zero uh, in two thousand and fifty. And but each case is uh, we have decision in a hundred million euros. And uh, how do you make those decision if you have no visibility beyond let's say three to five years on the price of electricity? And so uh, we 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 think that there is probably uh, some uh, thought uh, some some work to be done in order to be able to uh, either be more relaxed on long-term contracts between suppliers and uh, and uh, especially industrial consumers, or also try to have on the wholesale market, I don't know by what means, but to have some long-term visibility. I don't know, let's say 10 years contract. Maybe we should, uh, I don't know how, but we should nominate uh, some uh, market makers in charge of uh, of uh, bringing some liquidity on, on those long-term periods, let's say 10 years contracts. Because mm-hmm. at the moment, you, you don't have any 10-year ten-year. Contract or very little of them, and what we have seen also is that uh, in the last, in the last um, European summit, the, the French government position uh, has softened a bit. So uh, they are not, not saying anymore that is absurd or, or or something like that. But anyway, there is room for improvement.
0: Just a final question, Dominic: In the months to come, do you expect these markets and French, the French electricity wholesale market, to and gas market to get more political scrutiny or, or less, as perhaps? If prices, if and when they start to to fall,
1: I think that uh, for sure there will have some lessons to to be learned, and and so uh, I don't expect that. Uh, I don't know. It's difficult to know because politics is politics, and I'm regulator <laughs> <sorry, laughs> later on, not very really good at politics. I would say. <laughs> But, well, I think it's, it's, it's a lesson. When it had, when it happened once, it, it can happen anytime. It can really happen anytime. So I think we have to be better prepared, as I said, for, for the maybe suppliers and, the, and, the, uh, there's some improvement to, to do. And regarding the, 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 the model, well, I, I think that, uh, at the moment, what, what I don't like is to have some countries, member states, uh, saying one thing. We have to change things. Radically, I would say, and others publishing some things saying, "No, no, we have nothing to change." That not has uh, how Europe functions. I think maybe it will be that discussion will be more efficient and more, more clever uh, when things will uh, have settled down. But uh, no, I, I don't think that that will be forgotten as soon as the price will become uh, will, will lower. So uh, no, I think I think we we will have lessons to learn, and, and that uh, even as we 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 within Acer. Uh, we 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 think that we have some proposal to make, but I will say now that is for agency measures, and and, and then we have time to think, and then we will have to to come up with uh, some improvement of the model, especially regarding long term visibility. I think
0: perfect, dominic Thanks very much for being a guest on the Montel Weekly Podcast this week.
1: Thank you very much. It was a
0: real, a real pleasure.
1: So, listeners, you
0: can now follow the podcast on our own Twitter account, aptly named the Montel Weekly Podcast. Please direct message any suggestions questions or, you know, let us know if you if you think you have a good idea for a guest on the show. You can also send us an email to podcast at montelnews.com. Lastly, remember to keep up to date with all that's happening in energy markets on Montel News. You can subscribe on Apple Podcasts and Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts from. Thank you and goodbye.